G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Believe it or not, God has this edgy, amazing plan to change us on the inside through His love and His mercy and His grace. And then for that to work its way to the outside in what we say and what we do, that's the plan. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program today as we take another look at living a life of worship from a different perspective. I love meeting people where what I see is what I get. The person that I see on the outside is the person who they are on the inside. Even, you know, if they're a bit abrasive on the outside, at least you know what you're getting. It's the people who pretend to be one thing to your face and and then they go around behind your back and tell other people what they really think. They're the ones that I feel uncomfortable with. There's a certain hypocrisy about being one thing on the outside and another thing entirely on the inside. And you know something? I think it's the same with our spirituality too. Telling God one thing in our hearts and then doing another thing with our hands, well, it just doesn't sit well. Jesus was only really tough on two things, a lack of faith and religious hypocrisy. And you know something? Fair enough too. We're talking this week about the fact that what's happening on the outside needs to match what's happening on the inside. You know, if, if we are living one thing in our hearts and another thing out there in public where people can see us, it just doesn't work. You know, you know there's a, a disconnect, a mismatch, and we can't live that out forever. If inside we worship God in our hearts, God, I lay down my life for you, I, I bow down, I delight in you, I love you, I worship you, but then on the outside we don't live that out. Well... This incongruity, this mismatch, it's called hypocrisy. What you see is not what you get. Over this week, we've seen that worship begins in the heart. It's like a man and a woman falling in love and marrying, and and you go through ups and downs, and there are good days and bad days. But you know something? In my heart, my wife Jackie is always there. I love her, no matter what today brings. And it's the same in our relationship with God. Worship begins in the heart. We saw the other day the story of, of Mary and Martha where Jesus came to their house and Martha was so busy racing around doing stuff she missed out on what Jesus was saying and doing whereas Mary, her sister, just sat at his feet and listened and soaked it all in and worshipped him. We can just run around doing stuff and doing stuff and doing stuff for God but you know if we keep doing that we end up dry And it's hard work, and we lose heart for the Lord. But the reverse is also true. I mean, people go to church on Sunday, and they worship God, and they sing all those wonderful songs. But then, if that's all we do, if if we never actually get out and serve God, well, that's not going to work either. Or or if we go and, and tear someone's head off at work on Monday morning, see this incongruity between what's happening on the inside And what we do on the outside, it's adulterous. It's professing one thing and doing another. 
And eventually we have to resolve this conflict. Eventually we have to say, well, which is it going to be? Is it going to be what I want to do in my heart and what I'm saying to God there? Or is it going to be how I'm living my life? I, I ultimately have to resolve this. So either we bring our lives into line with what's happening in our hearts or we abandon what's been going on in our hearts in worshipping God and we go with the desires of the flesh. It's as simple as that. It's one or the other. The Apostle Paul knew that and he wrote it really well in Romans chapter 12 verse 1. This is what he says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, because of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your act of spiritual worship. Now, let's just unpack that for a minute or two. He begins with therefore. I mean, a therefore always points back to something else. And in this case, he's pointing back to the first 11 chapters of the book of Romans, which is all about God's goodness in coming to rescue us through Jesus Christ. You know, if you are ever in any doubt that, that you can be forgiven by God and, and that God loves you and that God wants to change your life, if you ever doubt that, do me a favour, Pick up a Bible, read the first 11 chapters of the book of Romans, and that's the stuff that causes our heart to get on fire for God. That's the stuff that causes us to worship him. It's the heart stuff. So Paul's saying here, because of what he's done in your heart, because of that mercy that you've received deep in your heart, because of that, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. To hear Paul saying, because of what's happened in your heart, translate that into action. Now, living sacrifices, well, what a gruesome picture. I mean, it's definitely not good marketing spin. These people used to sacrifice animals on altars. These people used to watch the Romans crucify men and women. But they knew what sacrifice was all about. And, you know, when we decide to follow Jesus, it's a sacrifice. There are things we have to let go. There are things that we know are stupid and wrong and bad and not good for us. And it can be so hard letting them go. But because of what's happened in your heart, let them go. Live your life as a sacrifice to him. Now get the next bit. I love this. Because this is your spiritual act of worship. During this week we've been looking at the fact that there are two sorts of worship talked about in the New Testament. One is about bowing down. It's the sort of worship that people do on Sundays, you know, the Greek word is proskunio. It means to prostrate yourself, to, to bow down. But that's not the word that's used here. The word that's used here is latrio. In some translations, it'll come up not as worship, but as service. And latrio is the word from which we get the English word lateral, which means outwards. And, and the concept is worship through what we do. Worship and service come together here Two concepts in the one word. This is where the rubber hits the road. The proscunio, the prostrating worship, is the worship of the heart. The latrio worship, the lateral worship, the doing worship, the living worship, is when I treat someone kindly and gently that really deserves to have their head ripped off today for what they just did to me. Paul's saying that's spiritual worship. When I deal honestly and fairly with someone that I could have ripped off, that's spiritual worship. Paul is talking here about bringing our lives into line with our hearts, dying to all those things that we'd rather do that we know aren't from God, sacrificing. And it's hard and it's tough and the road to follow Jesus always is. It's dying to self and living to Christ. This, Paul says, is worship. 
not just off on some separate Sunday morning sacred zone, worshipping God with our hearts and our lives, clean hands and pure hearts. What begins in our hearts as worshipping God is meant to work its way out into our lives in what we say and what we do and how we live. A life that worships God is a beautiful thing. It's not proud or arrogant. It's, it's humble yet strong. It's gentle yet confident. Almost a contradiction. But it is such a beautiful thing to meet someone who just shines the nature of God from their very lives. When we worship God with our hearts and our hands, it changes us to look more and more like Jesus. I want to encourage you today to think and pray about this whole worship thing. Worship has to begin in the heart, bowing down, proscunio-type worship, and it needs to be reflected in what we do in our hands. And that's hard. It's going to cost us. Bowing down and letting it work its way out through our lives is what worship is meant to be, so that people can taste the sweet fruit of our worship. Worship is not just about singing songs. Worship is a way of life. Hey, social media is a great way to stay connected to your friends and the world around you. And we'd like to invite you to be part of the Christianity Works community. The Christianity Works community is full of daily thoughts and devotions and inspirations. So no matter what kind of day you're having, you can be encouraged. If you're on Facebook, search for the Christianity Works page and like us. When you do, you'll see some encouragement from your friends and community at Christianity Works, including free booklet downloads from time to time. But more than that, it's a library of thoughts and verses that you can share with your friends and family. So we'll be sharing God's Word together. It's a great way to share the good news of Jesus amongst all the chaos. Amen. So, like Christianity Works on Facebook, be encouraged and blessed, and share some of that with your friends as well. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.